Scream, one of our favorite franchises, but a little offshoot, kind of the ugly duckling, the cousin, the weird uncle at the barbecue of the Scream franchise. We have the Scream TV series. Yeah, and we are going to be doing, so this is going to be a long one, because we are going to be doing all three seasons. Yes. Including the love child that came from VH1 several years later, but I will have to say... Everyone can get mad at me and jump if you want, but I'm going to already fucking say VH11 by far is my favorite. Really? And you know why? I'm telling you. I'm telling you right now. They got the original fucking Roger Jackson. Okay. Like, I'm sorry, but there's no scream without the fucking voice. Yeah. That voice and that man is just iconic. He is iconic. So seeing somebody else in that costume for two other seasons with a different face and a different voice, it was weird. It was weird. To me. It didn't seem like Scream. No. It seemed like something that Wes Craven was trying to develop that was a little different. I agree. Than Scream. I agree. And I agree with that. And I honestly think that if he would have been alive mm-hmm. throughout the second season, mm-hmm. then it probably would have been really good. Yeah. Like, honestly, the first season fucking banged. It did bang. And you could tell that he was involved in the first couple seasons of, uh, the first couple episodes of the second season, too, because those banged. Well, but yeah. then, unfortunately, once he died, you realized the decline. There's a certain moment... I think season one probably banged to me because I'd have to disagree. Okay. I'd say the third season, it it was cool. I mean, it was obviously different, and it was another. I like that they had first they had Roger Jackson, like you said, and they also had the ghost face match mask, which was huge. They yeah, finally they got the rights to that back. But the fact that the MTV version didn't have that really wasn't their fault. But also, I thought the first season was the the best season because there was moments throughout that that seemed like Wes Craven was really in in on it. And, and like I agree. certain episodes and certain kills, certain moments. And the build to that, I just, I thought was done really well. It might have been underwhelming for people that thought it was going to be something that it wasn't. But I thought it built on certain stuff and it did certain stuff differently. The killer reveals everything. Whereas the second season very much disappointed me in a lot of areas. It brought cool moments too, but it disappointed me in certain areas. And the third one's fun, but it's kind of different, and there's twists and turns that I don't need The either. third one is more of a scream movie. Yeah. Whereas the other two are more of a murder mystery. Yeah. Kind of thing. More of a whodunit. Yeah. 
Which, and I have no problem. I know they call it urbanization or, or whatever, but the, the third season and having an all-African-American cast, I think, worked really well. Except and that they had Beth in there. She yeah, was just Beth, a chef. Yeah. Yeah, and she was fucking. She was like how I looked in high school the moment I got let me get piercing. But that season's also cool because Kiki Palmer's like been kind of a big deal, but like now she like really is because of Nope. And, and but she also did a really good job here. In, in this series. She did an amazing job in yeah. this series and in Spring Queens as well. I remember in Spring Queens where the uh, the one security officer finds the chainsaw underneath the bed. Yeah. And she's like, my grandmama gave me that chainsaw for protection. <laughs> and it's like, oh my god, she my said grandma. that was such fucking convention. And like, yeah. you know that her grandmother sent her that. Yeah. She's like, my grandmama sent me that chainsaw. <laughs> okay. That's funny. But like, it's just the way that she delivers her little one-hit wonders. And I'm going to go back to just the first season here and say that that's what was lacking for me. Yeah. With somebody with the one-hit wonders. Now, Audrey, she did it well. Yeah. She did okay. Uh, she she did it well. She did her part. Now, do I think that it, it would have been switched and Audrey would have been more of the focus? It probably would have been a little bit better. Really? In my opinion, I did not appreciate Willa Fitzgerald's acting. I feel like this was way too much of a deep role. Yeah. For her at such a young age. It could have been. Taking on a role like that when you're like 16, 17 years old is a very hard thing to do. And I hate to say it, but I don't think she had the acting chops to do it. Yeah. And it felt cartoony in areas, and it did, it definitely didn't work in certain areas. And you know, it was just especially in the second season when she went all fucking like catatonic and psychotic and shit. It's like, how is anybody supposed to believe you? Yeah. And I mean, in this series, and this is a series that only really dropped in ratings and stuff. Like you started out with a million out the gate, and then it just went down and down. Well, also, I would like to bring this back to the screen to you real quick. When Sydney loses Randy and everybody's around her, she looks at Dewey and she says something very, very, very profound. She said, I'm not glad to Dewey. I'm not going to break Yeah. That, I think, is the exact opposite of what happened to Willa Fitzgerald when she lost, or Emma, when she lost, <laughs> yeah. when she lost Will. Yeah. I feel like she lost herself. She wasn't a good final girl, and that did kind of ruin it, because you had other, like, Brooke kind of stole her thunder a little bit. Yeah, Brooke and Audrey definitely stole the final girl thunder. Especially in, like, season two, where Brooke kind of came into her own. She was still kind of annoying. But she worked for what she was supposed to be in season one. And let's kind of start there and work our way up, all right? All right. Because we're not going to go through the plot of the whole show. But just kind of, like the parameters, you got like this main cast of characters that they're doing a scream show, right? It's not, it has no connection to Woodsboro really has no connection to Sydney and Dewey and all that, but it is a story by Kevin Williamson, right? I believe Kevin Williamson wrote it. It might not be. I'm but, not sure, but I know he was in the executive producer right. seat along with Craven, so I'm not exactly sure. But they have the scream name, they get Bella Thorne for the the fucking uh, debut, the she pilot. She was such pilot. a good fucking just bitch. Yeah, like first. I, I 
so happy to see her die. Yeah. And technically, she wasn't the first kill. Technically, Tyler was. Yeah, because she found his head. But it was it was such a chef's kiss. It was such a Wes Craven moment, when, especially when, like, because what people don't know, what we're going to share with them real quick, is that there was actually spamware yeah. going on across this entire town. And Nina was actually the brainwave. Yeah. Well, Nina realized that she was being watched. So she thought that it could have been no other than Tyler. Because Tyler helped her set it up. Yeah. And basically falls into a trap of her own making. I mean, who locks their fucking door when they go outside to go in a hot tub after being told that they're being watched? Yeah. I'm sorry. That's just dum 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 dum. No, yeah, it's right stupid. there. Mm-hmm. And like, I felt kind of bad for her when she's got like the water on her hands and she's panicking and she's trying to call 911. But it was so funny when it said call him Pottery Barn. I lost. <laughs> I started cracking up laughing because I was like, this chick is gonna fucking die. Yeah, there's no way. And it was it was a good kill. It was a really good kill. It didn't focus that much on the gore. It was just a classic crash through the spine. Yes. Uh, but it was a good kill. And honestly, I would say that that directly most likely came from Wes Craven. Absolutely. Because that's definitely a Wes Craven opening. Absolutely. I think... Uh... And that kind of set the precedence, and I think it it was like it's not as iconic as like Drew Barrymore, right? But I think it did. It kind of brought someone that was like in teen, like pop culture at the time, and it kind of brought like it was trying to do the same thing. And, and I think made it a had success. Twist. Yeah, and there was success in it, and I think it did bring intrigue to the show. And it was also one of those things where it's like, oh my god, you're going to kill off the biggest actress. Yeah, again, again, you know, yeah. So, but it, it, to me, it worked in that in that aspect. Too. Absolutely. And the main characters, Emma, like you said, I don't think she was played perfectly, but I do think there was. The, I think in the first season, she did just fine. Okay, it, there were still moments in where I was like, she's a little corny, but Audrey, she she was good. She was the goth friend, pretty she much. She takes X. Yeah. I call I, her AKA Sydney. I do think she was, and I like. Uh, Bex Taylor Claus too, and I think she's been good in horror movies as well, and that's kind of her genre. And she's kind of lacking for me a little bit. She's only been helped that so far. I don't love her as Audrey either, though. I do like it's not a bad role, but it's also she comes across as a little cartoony for me too, and like a little like just trying to be edgy. Well, they all do, but I think that had to come from the fact that they had to separate the movie from this series, and they yeah. had to do it in a way where they had to do it kind of drastically because they had a completely different killer, a completely different cast, a completely different mask. Yeah. So, of course, there had to be changes. It just feels very, and not that the original didn't either, but it feels very posh and Hollywood and preppy a bit. Like, the whole cast. Like, even Audrey, like, and she just feels like she was built to be the edgy one. Yeah. In this, like, pot, kind of, like, just preppy. I like, no, it was meant to be the nerdy one. Yeah, exactly. And, and then you got, like, the jock bros. And even, like, Kieran's, like, he's a handsome kid. Like, he's, like, like, like Teen Wolf. I'm stuff, sorry, but know? Kieran is fucking, like, 22 years old walking around these fucking 
16-year-old kid. Yeah. I'm a high schooler. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't buy that bullshit for no fucking second. And that's a trend in horror movies as a whole, so I can't really discredit this for that because taking Hollywood's attractive young stars. Yeah. He's got a fucking mustache. You don't have a mustache in high school. And Karen's obviously the love interest, and uh, for the first season, Emma is stuck in a love triangle between him and Will Belmont. And uh, Will's the jock. Will's the jock and, and, the, jack, and yeah. the basketball player. But also, he's got a couple different aspects to his character. Like, they touch on how he doesn't have that much money. You know, like, he's not rich like Jacob. He's a you know? farm boy. Like, he's kind of the farm boy, yeah. He's not like, like, he's a handsome kid, but he's not this rich, preppy, like you would think he is. He has a lot to lose. Yeah. And that he needs, like, money and scholarships and all that. And uh, you obviously, we touched on Brooke. She becomes more and more. But we important. didn't really touch on Brooke that much. No, Brooke not really. is the preppy kind of discount, you know. Yes. As far as Oliver's students see her, she is the mayor's daughter, but she also has a very sultry, very sexy side to her as well, as she is having a affair with another main character, Mr. Branson, who happens to be her English teacher. Yes. And he tries to stop the interaction from the get-go when he finds out the police have been dropped. She yes. doesn't like that idea. Yes. So that's a little bit to hang on there because we'll, we'll go back to that. But that's yeah. a little bit to hang on is that there is a little bit of a relationship there. There is. I mean, her her and Jacob are like good friends. That's a relationship. And then her and, you know, Mr. Branson are obviously a little more. And that's touched on a lot during this first season mm-hmm. on uh, how Mr. Branson and her had this relationship and that and the problems Jacob that come from protector. it. Yeah. And that's why she's got different, you know, aspects of her character. She loves her dad, but her dad seems like aggressively shady. Mayor mm-hmm. uh, Maddox. And also Jake, too, I will have to say, what a complex actor. Yeah. What a complex young man. Yeah. Like, one minute he's cheering and fucking, like, punching his friends in the dick and no one, leaving no one on the fucking dock and it's tighty whities and shit. And then the next minute, he's browning fucking ice and coffee. And it's like, I like to hear the ice stuff. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. Like, I did not realize you were that deep. Yeah. He, he did have a couple deep sides. Or, I'm sorry. I like to torture the ice. That's I, what he said. I thought Tom Madden played him pretty well. Or Maiden or whatever his name is. I thought he was... Like, and he was, like, a good, like, kind of red herring, as they call it. Like, it could be him, you know? Like, Jake has all the... Oh, the entire first season, you know, I thought that he had a connection to something. Exactly. And, like, and it did a good job of, of thinking that a lot of people did. Uh, another character that was big was Clark Hudson, uh, Kieran's dad. And Sheriff the Sheriff of, Lake, Sheriff of Lakewood. And uh, really cool character. I thought he was dope. And he had a relationship with uh, Maggie, Emma's mom. Who also had a relationship with Kira does some fuck about. Yes. So that that's pretty much the big characters. Uh, oh, and you have Piper Shaw. Oh, who can forget Piper Shaw? Yeah, you can't. Can. Oh, God. Piper Shaw is a young lady. And also, we forgot my Riley Mara as well. Piper Shaw. Riley Mara? Yes. Uh, Piper Shaw is a young lady who does a podcast, much like we do, called the Autopsy <laughs> Except her podcast 
focuses less on horror movies, more on true crime. Yes. So she reports on crimes in the area that are happening, and she somehow ends up in Lakewood. No one ever actually discussed how she ends up in Lakewood, but she just kind of ends up there. She's just there. And, like, she's starting to interview people about Nina. Yes, yes. And, of course, Audrey implicates herself by telling, well, Nina was the first class bitch that had someone else ever coming to her. Yeah. So, I mean, Audrey did herself no favors there. No. But, I mean, she kind of became, she kind of matched with the kids. Yeah, she did. And she kind of became a main character very quickly. Mm-hmm. She grew not only a bond, and this is very specific too, because she not only focused on growing a bond with Emma, but she also focused on growing a bond with Noah. Yeah. Like, not so much like the other kids, like Audrey. Who, Piper? Yeah. I mean, she had a somewhat, like, because he was geeky into it too, so they had that. But, I mean, mainly... They connected more than anyone else did, in my opinion, rather than him and her and Emma. Her and Emma connected the most. But I would love to say he was the second character that was the most close close to her. Yeah, I could see it. Uh, In in a way, for sure. Uh, I I, I didn't mind Piper. I thought she was a little... Like, I thought, like, they were... Because it was aggressively... And, and this show, and it's not like there's no way you can like ham fist it or make it look natural, but they were really trying to like bring the new age elements into this thing, mm-hmm. like the t- the texting and like internet and stuff you didn't really have in '99 and '97 when Scream came out, you know, in, in the 2000s. And like the killers started talking about Facebook and Instagram, yeah, how we all like to watch exactly, and, and they're talking about, like scamming people's phones and making them text other people and stuff like and that, and turning off like, services and shit like yeah. Of them had that high tech year that they were end up that they were able to set up in Brooks House in the dance so no one could talk to each other. Yeah. Like it was very much new age. So having like a podcaster in it too, like it was cool but it was also like I, They I tried way too hard to be modern. Yeah. And really did. And that I think that faulted them. I think they would have gotten a third series had they not focused on being as modern. I agree. Because they had a script ready for the first series and they had a trailer ready. Yeah. Too. It was supposed to be a story of like Audra, Audrey and Emma taking off, and the friends trying to find them. Yeah, but they were gone. Yeah, they were gone, and that's what. And that's the one thing I really want to ask you because this season had a lot to prove. Almost all than more than everything else we see on the series because this was like it's not only like the first attempt at a screen TV show. To me, and to my knowledge, like, I know there's that slasher show. I don't know if that came out first, but as making, like, a traditional slasher movie in a television format, this is one of the first tries that I've seen, at least. I, it absolutely is the first try. That's like, a whodunit, you know? Well, that's why Noah says that. Yeah. Because when they're talking about, when they're talking about stuff being made in the film, they're like, oh, well... The extra, TV shows are like The Exorcist, The Walking Dead, and then someone brings up like Psycho, and I know what you did last summer, and he's like, oh, no, hold on. Those are slasher movies. Yeah. You cannot make a slasher movie into a TV series. So slasher movies burn fast and they burn bright. Right. And That's the big monologue in the first episode. Exactly. And, uh, he, and he's right. I mean, even though it's funny you open up by saying that what you're trying to do isn't going to work. <laughs> but 
But, uh, I mean, we've seen it. In yeah. Spring 2, he did the same fucking thing. Yeah, exactly. And I think that you can judge it on, since this kind of interpretation only lasted two seasons in a Halloween special, you could say that it kind of failed. And then, like, the third season was its own, like, individual thing. And it, none of them really set the world on fire. There was a lot of excitement for this when it came out. There was red carpets and shit. You definitely saw it dwindled down. And, and like we said, they, and like we saw, they did win a couple of awards. Yeah, but it wasn't anything huge for MTV or or anybody involved. No. So I I thought and I thought that it worked in ways that like. Does it make you invest in relationships? Does it make you feel bad when, like, the people die? Does it do the stuff that a slash is supposed to do? Is the kills cool? I do think some of those boxes were checked and did have successes in that, mm-hmm. especially in this first season. Some some big highlights for me, and this is where I'm going to start getting into the spoilers now, is when Will meets his untimely demise. After and you can totally tell that that's a less craving. Yeah, it's so, it so is. It is so craven. Because, and that episode is probably one of my favorite episodes. It's a highlight. Absolutely. When they're investigating the old bowling alley. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a, an homage to yeah. Wes Craven and what he does say. Mm-hmm. You can tell that he was like, I got this. And it brought... It's so hoary because it's like only you can like oh an abandoned bowling alley like and it's like it's not even that big like like you can but just then, walk like, the all foot. of a sudden she starts to hear her mom's song the daisy yeah and it's like oh my god this got so much fucking creepier yeah people are scared there's like five of them and there's one killer but they're still scared and they're splitting up and it's just everything that makes horror good it's a bit goofy but it still works and Noah's like cool. we should not split up no this is not good yeah. But to me, it worked tremendously. And I really loved that episode for Jake. Because that episode really brought Jake more into less of the shock light and more of the human. Yeah, because it explored his relationship with Brooke a little bit more. And not even that, but he was comical. Yeah, he was the funny one. When you sat back and thought about it, it was like, wait, no, it's not the funny one. Maybe he's the funny one. When it's actually when he's like, I got a shaking Jake. Yeah, Yeah, he was the funny one. Enough to where when she finds him with the fucking knife in his shoulder and stuff, you're like, oh, God, is Jake dead? And he's like, do you wait for the Jake? Yeah. And it's like, it worked. And then you still think, oh, maybe, like, he could have planted it because it wasn't a big, like, maybe he's still And it did miss all major arteries, yeah. which Noah po- pointed out. And he's invested in it because he's trying to find, you know, Jake. And he ca- and he has to tell them that he's, you know, uh, stealing. He has to get vulnerable with Brooke and tell her that he's been stealing money from her dad, pretty much. But he fucking blames Will because he's a pussy. Yeah, he does blame Will. But that's also true to his character so far. Yeah. To where a bit cowardly, like like he wasn't a hero. Jake. I wasn't. mean this 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 installment in this series, or not series. This episode was definitely a coming of age episode for for Jake. Definitely. It was one. Yeah. It was. It was in that way. Yes. And Especially it, when he was like, I bet Emma went off Florence Nightingale on his ass, and now she's tending to Will's wounds, and it's like, uh, Will yeah. is dead. It also p- pushed the plot forward in huge ways with everybody too because like you saw you saw Brooke's badass where you get a little like you really see it in season two but this is like a preview of it of like what she starts to be able to do and how she's kind of like tough and she's like pulling the shit out of his shoulder like that's like 
some people might squirm at that, but she she did it like there was nobody's business. And when her and Noah were alone, and he's like create this little stick thing. And she's like, I'm trying to create a nice stick. Yeah. And he's like, I'm trying to create a spear. And she's like, I got it. Yeah. And uh, so so she had some good moments. Noah was he was funny for those purposes too. And him blaming Jake, he thinks that Jake might be behind it. Jake thinks and Noah might be behind it. Classic Wes Craven when she comes into the door and she's like, "Guys, the killer's here." And Will's like, "You know what? If you guys want to go ahead and introduce yourself to the killer, then just go ahead and opens the door." Noah says it to Will, I guess, and opens the door, and then the fucking killer's right there. Yeah, like, that is so classic. Craven. Ah, yeah, it, it was good. And I like that the whole effort, they got Will, they saved him, they rescued him. And then the underscore wasn't enough. Because she gave in. And I like that that was like the story of the episode. Like, they rescued him, but and the killer would have let him live, but she gave in. And she was going to give this guy a second chance, even though he was cheating on her. And he, filmed her first time. And filmed her first time, and he was kind of a dirtbag to her. She still was going to go watch a movie with him and eat fucking store-bought candy. And have a good time and probably have clap cheeks, you know. But uh, the killer wasn't going to allow that because he was in the backyard fucking trapped up to some kind of, like, lawn equipment. I don't know what was, like, so, a lawnmower type uh, deal. What, it wasn't a lawnmower. He uses it in the beginning when Jake confronts him about where he put the money. Yeah, is it to chop it's, wood or some shit? It's not to chop wood. It's to plant seeds okay. in the ground. Yeah. It's basically kind of like what a hoe is. But it's um. Well, it's got a big blade on it, right? Well, yeah, but it's like a hoe. Yeah. Blade does have a big hoe, but it's electronic. Yeah. Okay. Is what it is, so it makes it a little bit more deadlier. But the way that they did it is they kind of set up a hitcher trap. Yeah, they did. They definitely set up a hitcher trap. And they got her to fall for it and run. Yes. And what really frustrates me after watching this over again is she had a good at least thirty seconds to get over to him and push that chair out of the way. Why the fuck did you not run? Yeah, she still had some time but Like yeah, you were shocked and everything, but you had a good fifteen, thirty seconds that you could have pushed him out of the way. You're not wrong. <laughs> she and that's what frustrates me about her is that she spends way too much time crying. Yeah. And wallowing in her fucking shit. She does. And, and the, it's like, you need to buck up. If you're going to be in this role, you need to buck up. Yeah, and I think they try to, because I don't like her going to the, like, the funny farm for, for a bit and, and then, like, coming back. And I see what they tried to do with her, but. She never came across as that badass final girl hero, hero no. to me at all. The only time she ever did was when she's in the second season and she has them all locked up in the theaters and she's like, I'm going to end this. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. Like, that's much. the only time we ever saw any fight come out of her. Yeah. Absolutely. What, what were some of the episodes, an episode that I didn't like? And I want to know if you liked it. Because that was like, to me, that was like a perfect episode in that first season, right? An episode I really didn't like is when they were like trying to find his lair. I forgot which one it actually was. Uh, so isn't that when they go to the hospital? Yes, the old and hospital. Where like he's... right after Riley dies, I believe. It's the episode like right after she dies. Yes. And they're going to look for answers in the hospital. And that's actually how Emma finds out that she's related to Brandon. And that she is related to Brandon James yeah. in some way. And I see what they were trying to do and what they were trying to build. And it was all to that moment. But, yeah, but how, do you, how do these fibers and shit end up on that mask? That's what I want to know. 
But, yeah. How does her evidence and shit end up on that mask? You don't wear that mask. Exactly. If any of them fucking, like, pretended to put it on, it was Noah. Exactly. And also what it felt like to me was, I think it might have, and it was before the bowling alley episode, but I thought the bowling alley episode did a lot better job of them, like, sneaking through and, like, scared, like, trying to find what's going on than the later episode. Like, that didn't, especially because no one really died, so it didn't have any real stakes to it, like the bowling alley episode. Uh, And it just, and I think that's what this show really because you killed Riley you killed some people especially the sheriff at the you end. got the momentum going and then you stopped it's hard because you have to have two or three episodes of just building and you can't kill anybody and for a slasher tv show that's going to hurt you yeah you got to kind of kill somebody an episode but it's also hard because then it's like you're just throwing and that's away. A in the second season though because they tried to do that they tried to go yeah a couple of a couple of episodes of out anybody getting killed. Yeah. And I feel like that bit them in the ass. It does. Because it's hard to get, and it's hard to get, the, I don't even know if you can get the balance on TV because it's almost like you want to build up people that you care about, but if you're going to kill them every episode, how do you do that? Yeah. You know, but. And I think that that's the third season did really well. Yeah. As they made us really like the characters, especially with the whole Dead Fest Club and everything. They made us really like Every one of them. They did. Like, they all went through their different characters and their different stereotypes and shit and, like, yeah. whatnot. But it was just, to me, it was just more Scream-like. It, it was Scream-like. And it, and it worked. And some of those, like, and that's why you got to have the right relationships. you got to have the right thing. Like, Mayor Maddox was such a douchey, cheesy, like... We have a bite part, yeah. damn it. So I don't really care about him as Brooke, as Brooke as much. I do care about Brooke and Jake. I thought that was a relationship that kind of worked, even though they didn't explore it much. But what they did explore, and how it affected her in the second season, and that was the catalyst of what made her a badass. She was trying to get everyone to understand that, yeah, he was a jackass, but he was her jackass. Yeah, he was a good dude. But... Like, Kieran and Emma didn't really matter to me. The the love triangle with Will was kind of cool. But, like, Kieran was so, like, like this pretty Hollywood boy. And, like, same thing with, like, Will almost. So, it's like, I don't really give a fuck. Like, Kieran, he's got the troubled past. And one of them's going to win. And you think one of them has to be the killer. So, that's why when they finally do it in season two, you're a little let down. At least I am. But I was. I was, I was severely let down, especially when I knew when they went into that abandoned building and shit, I knew right then and there that he was the killer, and I groaned. I was actually here, and I groaned. I was like, oh, God, no. They're going to take the fucking cop out. No. Because basically what they did was they took the first movie and the third movie, and they switched them. Yeah, they did. But another episode in the first season that I thought probably made it and should have been the finale was the one before the finale, the dance. Yeah. When they did like that had so much momentum, especially with the sheriff dying. And and by the way, the dude who does the voice, he's not Roger Jackson, but he tried his best. And you know, it's not bad of the, the killer when he calls and stuff. And the first season? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I thought he tried his best. I thought he he tried his best. He he tried. It was but, okay. I mean without the mask and shit, he didn't add the same kinda of... Yeah, and it's not the same as Scream, but I thought it was okay. He tried. He, and, he took a shot. He got a paycheck. But taking out the the sheriff was a huge deal. You know, you think it might be Karen, but why would he kill his dad? But they didn't take him out during the dance. That's the thing. That was the last. Uh, that was the yeah. last scene. They had the him. Dance. Yeah, they had him captured. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then Maggie goes to find out where the fuck he is. Yeah. And Emma is called by the killer and told that Maggie is going to lose what's precious to her where Brandon left her presence. So Emma finds out that it's the trait. And it's another reason that it's hard to do one of these shows in a setting like this because you also have to explain why they're still going on with their normal high school lives and going to dances and having fun and celebrating, even though there's somebody in their life dying every week or so. <laughs> the one days. show that I've talked about on here, Tag, that's yes. what they do so well. Like in the second season, the one girl's like, where are they going? And she's like, probably we're all supposed to go. What we forgot about because all of our friends are being brutally murdered in school. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, we did used to go there. <laughs> exactly. Then you, like, you always see them in the hallways and shit. It's like, and I get it, but you also, like, they're going to school and stuff, and they're, like, high school kids, but people are fucking dying. And, like, the the town's sort of reacting, and they sort of, like, dive into it. But it's uh, hard to make that realistic for a TV That's show. That's why in Tags, they just, like, stopped going to school. Yeah. Like, a couple of them went, but a lot of them just stopped. So I know them in Alethea is, like, where are they all going? I don't know. Probably the place you used to go to school. Yes. That's why, and that's one of the things I thought the second season had going for when they did the, like, Liquid Six shit. And they were, like, all the survivors, and they were kind of making them, like, heroes a little bit. And then you take out Jake, it's like, oh, God, one of the Liquid Six is, is down. And, like, so I thought they played on that a little well of their trauma of going through the first season. I think Savo was a good audition. He was. Uh, we do got to get... Because we're already talking about season two, but the reveal that Piper is the killer in season one. Yes. So they find out in the hospital. Emma finds out, but she doesn't put two and two together until long, long after. Yeah. She finds out that her mother actually was Daisy, who was in love with Brandon. Yes. And that her and Brandon had had an affair and that they had a little girl together. And then when Brandon had died, Maggie ran off to have the baby. But she was a minor, so her parents were able to take care of the situation. Yes. Piper grew up finding no solace, no solitude in the world, and just a horrible, awful life. And finds out later down the line that it's because of this Maggie chick. Because of Maggie. And Maggie's playing the fucking victim. And she's got a, and she's got a husband. And she's got a little girl. And she's living the high life, basically. Yeah. And she's basically ignoring the fact that Piper had even existed. That's going to sting. It is. So, I mean, that's completely understandable as to why that. It now, is. do I think they should have did the whole cop out with Karen being her boyfriend? That shit? No. No. Mm-mm. No, it shouldn't have happened. That that should she should have had a different accomplice. Yeah. Off or, the bat. Off the bat, she should have had somebody else for her mother. Especially because it's never visited until the second season, and then it doesn't feel like it was ever the plan. Like, it feels like they came up with it after. And that Haley chick, who the fuck was she? She needed to go back to whatever fucking hole she climbed out of. She did. Uh, but Piper, I didn't love the reveal. I, I didn't, and not only because like we, I didn't guess it or whatever, but I thought it was, I just thought it was a little ridiculous and to bring like a family. T- I saw they were what they were trying to do, but it did not work for me as much. None of the reveals in any of these ever really work for me, except for one in the third one. 
mm-hmm. one of the killers, not even two of them. But Beth? Yeah, Beth. When she's like, I just want to be a psychopath. Yeah. She's like, you know what's the difference between these movies and everyone else's? There's no Jason or Michael to come back. Yes, I liked her, but I also, I thought Tyga's was the best because it was one of the most unique ones because you knew it the whole time. And you never really, like, guessed against it. And, like, it was always, like, it was so obvious you in your face. You kind of knew that he had something to do with <clears throat> it. Yeah. But it was at the point where you didn't really have to talk about it. Yeah. it was so obvious. So then when he was like, yeah, it's like, yeah, well, we kind of knew that. And even, like, the way Dion found out about it, it was like, oh, shit, it is him. And then he's going to oh, go. Who carries? He got, he got fucked <sighs> up like a Pez dispenser. He did. But I thought the first and second season... For what they tried to do, like you said, Stavo was a good, uh, he was a good addition. I liked Noah's girlfriend, even though, you know, things didn't turn out good for her. They shouldn't have said sex. Yes. They had sex. They were both versions. Yes. We're going to, now this is part one and we're going back to do season three for you, right? Yeah, because we're going to go back and do season three because I haven't had a chance to fully, like, Yes. dissect it. But I thought... Season season one, it, it killed it. It did what it was trying to do. Like you said earlier, it banged. There was some down episodes, but there also was a lot of good stuff. But also I feel, to keep the pacing right, that they needed to have down moments. Yeah. Because if they didn't, it would have just been like one kill after another, after another, after another. We would have ended up like with episodes. Yeah, exactly. The VH1 one. Because the VH1 was like, let's cut the shit, let's cut the drama, and just fucking kill people. But the unique kills and, and something, and building up to like, and making a compelling character. Like, when Riley died, I felt bad. Because her and Noah seemed like they were going to be a cute couple. And it's like, he finally was going to get to clap. And she was a nice girl. And she was one of Nina's friends, but she was, like, one of the nice ones in the group, you mm-hmm. can tell. And to see her, like, go through all this stuff and and kind of try to get together with Noah, and Emma has a choice. And that was one of my favorite things. I, like, I felt bad for Emma, and I, the, all the stuff they put against her was supposed to build her to be stronger, and I felt like they never really got to her being the strong character. Mm-hmm. But I liked the stuff that they did for that character's Absolutely. development. Like the killer fucking with her. Like, you gotta choose one. Brooke's in a hotel room fucking buck-ass naked, chained to some shit. Not buck-ass, she has lingerie, but she's chained to a bedpole, waiting to get fucking clapped by Seth Branson, but it's not gonna be Seth Branson, it's gonna be the killer with a knife, ready to slaughter her. And also, or you go with Riley, who's going to, like... And she doesn't even need to teach. She just says, don't hurt Brooke. But Riley also looked a little dumb in that situation, because it's like, dude, that dude's obviously dead. He might be texting you, but he's dead. Yeah, but there's no... Yeah, I know it's her friend. The thing that makes me mad about that, though, is that there was no police security. You're telling me inside of the fucking station that there ain't going to be one motherfucker that stands behind to keep an eye on her? Yeah, I get it. It's a small town, but everybody's gone. (laughs) There's no no way that all of the fucking cops at the precinct are gone. How is everybody gone? And I'm sorry, how is the janitor of the fucking police precinct that is investigating murders... Wearing fucking headphones while he's cleaning shit. Exactly. It don't make no sense. It, it don't make no sense. She shouldn't have died. No, she shouldn't have died. But someone had to, and Brooke ended up being a better character. 
along the line. She had better character development. She she probably had the best in the show. And mm-hmm. uh, to kind of wrap up that final season, I thought or that first season, I thought. She ended off on a pretty good note. Her and Jake were doing what they wanted. She didn't fully trust her dad. Uh, those were two of the Lakewood Six. Noah was the smart, kind of good one. He was everybody's favorite. He's the new Randy, pretty much. Bye, Curious and the Virgin. Yes. And then Audrey, like this badass, edgy chick. And then you got Emma and Karen. And Karen's kind of this dreamy guy that her and they're dating. And Emma's supposed to be the final girl. But when they head into season two with I Know What You Did Last Summer... And Jake and Brooke break up. They dive into the relationship a little bit. But then Jake also gets uh, fucking kidnapped. Best kill of the season. Does he get killed in that first episode or does he not? Second. Get, he gets killed in the second, right? He tries to get out of the barn and the killer sees him. Yeah. Because I think the killer was actually going to keep him alive for a little bit longer. But he ended up getting out of the barn. Yeah. He's smart. He's got hutzpah. That was get into that kill though because I and Jake's probably my favorite character in these first two seasons. That kill was brutal. But I think it did what it. I think it took out the right guy because what else do you do with him? He's the jock. He's with her. They're together. Like, but it's a good. You want to get to her, you got to get to him. Yeah, and if you really want to build one of these characters, I think she's probably a better build than him. Like, what else you can you do? With him? All he was going to do was get angry. Yeah, like, you can't really kill Brooke, and then you have, like, him, like, as a strong dude just trying to figure out what's going on. And, Character was and, strong enough. Yeah, he was he was kind of the comic relief. So it was kind of time for him to go, and out of the six, he was the most disposable, so it made sense. And uh, them taking him out, you know, it, it was... Explain the kill, then. I mean, I felt really bad for him, because, like, he was literally right there. He was. She was in the barn when Brooke and Emma went to figure out what this pig farm was. She was there. Yeah. The killer had him lowered underneath the floor Mm -hmm. and then heightened him up after the girls left. Yeah. So he really could. It was one of those where you're screaming at the TV, go, no, 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 go back. Go back, go back. Go back. Yeah. And like. And, like, you were kind of cheering for Jake, like, especially when he got the hook in his hand. You're like, come on, Jake, come on. Yeah. And I thought... You it w- got this. You can do it. Yeah. But and he couldn't. He, he, he couldn't. But also, he was hung down, upside down like a pig for, like, several fucking hours. Yeah. He probably couldn't even see shit. Yeah, he was dizzy, you know, yeah. the whole night. Blood rushing to his head and shit. He, like, he honestly probably couldn't even see anything but red. Yeah. But I thought that was a pretty good, like, character arc for him. Like, he was this douchebag. He grew a little bit. He fell in love. They broke up. He's still trying to impress her, so he falls into his own ways a little bit, and he gets killed for it. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a pretty good way to end that. Absolutely. And the fact that I had to tie in with Seth Branson, too, is, I think that's intriguing. Yeah, and, and they played off it for, like, five episodes because, like, you think they think Jake's alive for like half the fucking season. And like so. half, half the fucking, and half the fucking seasons the romantic gestures coming from Branson. Yeah. And, and then, you know, when she does the thing on stage and they have Jake's body. That was body. horrible. I felt so bad for her because I knew it was going to be Jake. I will say as though. As soon as the blood started yeah. coming on her, I was like, oh, it's going to be Jake. I will say though, and this is like when the viewership was starting to really get lost. And humbled her. It was one of the more iconic moments of the second season for mm-hmm. me. 
I thought that really worked. The Carrie type shit. Yeah. You know, like it just the the visual Except was like, doing it to the most popular girl in school. Yeah. And it like it's it's I don't know. That one worked for me. I thought it was cool. And it wasn't a prom. It was a scholarship program. Like, it was completely different. I will say the most forced relationship and one I did not care or need at all is her and Stavo. It never did anything for me. I thought it was stupid. Like, I understood I it and she's he healing felt, and he's a bad I boy. I think he fell in more with Noah. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. than he did with Brooke. I feel like Brooke was a forced relationship because she needed somebody to be with her. Yeah. But I do like how Brooke and Noah became friends at that. We might have. Hmm? Yeah, I mean, I liked it too. Uh, but in, in that that relationship worked for me, and I, I like how it brought everybody together. But I did not like her and Stavo. I thought that was forced. I thought you're trying to, like, really push everybody into a relationship at this point. Yeah, like, they're trying to pair everybody up. Like, her thing was Jake was cool, and now it's over. He's dead. You had her with Seth Branson. Branson's like, let her mourn. Like, yeah, you don't need to fucking keep passing her along like a joint. So, like, she's a, Brooke's a classy bitch. Come on. And, uh... Excuse me if I had dad every fucking morning before they killed him. And you said you like Stavo. Parts of him worked for me. The whole... I liked the mysteriousness Yeah. I liked the beginning parts. And I will have to say, when fucking Aubrey went all fuck, Audrey went all fucking lynch mob Frankenstein on his ass, I felt really bad for him. Yeah, me too. Like when they broke his fucking shit right in front of him, and they beat the shit out of him and shit. Like, that yeah. was unnecessary. It was. That should have been something that should have been handled with her and the liquid sex. Yeah. And him. They didn't need to get the entire school involved. I think yeah. that, that was too much. It was, it was too really much. hard for me to watch, actually. And a lot of the season... I think kind of went back on Audrey and kind of made her a little unlikable, to be honest with you. It was meant to, though. I know. But it was trying too hard to be like, oh, she could be the killer, especially when you know she's not. Yeah. Like, it's like you're trying too hard to make her unlikable. It's one of the only likable characters you have. Don't try to make her unlikable. She was definitely more like an original screen character than any of them were. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, and Noah. Noah, because he's just fucking Randy ripped out of the, you know... Ripped out of the movie. Some people are just as delicate. Some people are just as football. will call Brandon James, not Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. And the whole legend of Brandon James, which really led the first season and kind of got lost in the shuffle in the second, but still was kind of prominent. I think they should have held on to that. I think that really fucked them over. It was a cool story, but it's also like, why is this thing called Scream? Like, I could just connect it to fucking Woodsboro. Just say Emma's fucking Sydney's long-lost cousin's brother's, you know, girlfriend. Will work to the uh, yeah, but just fucking do it again. You, it's just, it has no connection. It means nothing. Like, be like, uh, oh, honestly, it's Dewey's stepsister. Honestly, this should have been, like, I know what you did last summer. Yeah. Serious, honestly, is what this one should have been. But... It was different. I think it did a lot it was better, the though. First time. Well, yeah, it did a lot better, but they had better writing. Yeah. I know what you did last summer was pretty fucking rough to get through, from what I remember. Like, just say truth. Yeah. Just say truth. You're saying the same fucking thing. Yeah. These nowadays, kids have to abbreviate everything. Yeah. Uh, so I would have definitely done it differently in that aspect, but I thought... I thought the second season, it had the party stuff when they were all on drugs is always fun. 
That's a cool visual. If it, and the fact that Stavo made them all take the shot of ayahuasca made him look really weird. Yeah, and then he became a threat. Yeah. And like, oh, maybe he's the killer. Yeah, like, why would he suggest that we all take this when he even said it had the same pungent smell as ayahuasca? Like, why would you serve that to everybody then? Yeah, exactly. Like, you're the one pouring out the shot. You're the one passing it to everybody. Why would you do that if it smells like ayahuasca? Yeah. That made no sense to me. Yeah. Like, if his cousin had done it, and his cousin had been the one to pass him out and shit, that would have been different. But the fact that it was just his cousin's idea and that Savo did it, that looked, it was creepy to me, especially when Savo's like, oh, I already know what the hell we're tripping on. We're tripping on some oh, I lost it. Yeah. I said, well, wait, if you have nothing to do with this, how the fuck did you know? Yeah. Oh, well, the tequila smells like it. So you thought you dosed the entire party? Yeah. That was a little much. And, and we talked kind of about the reveal earlier. Uh, Kieran was a shitty killer. His, Eli, I didn't give a fuck about as a character. I thought Eli was stupid. And I like I understand as his brother, they're trying to get into a history. Cousin. And maybe cousin, whatever the fuck. Maybe Eli's the killer. I thought it was stupid. I didn't think it really worked. I thought him and Kieran had no chemistry. After the, the after carnival, the play, Kieran, I thought sucked, to be honest with you. After the carnival, it was clear to me that Kieran was the killer. Yeah. Well, it was clear to me the whole time that he was, like, going to set up, be set up to be sort of... And then that's why the Halloween special is so infuriating. Mm-hmm. The Halloween special, we can that's get into that. That has nothing to do with anything! It's so stupid and ridiculous and a terrible cap-off ending to what these, like, the kids did. Like, yeah. like that, that cast never really got a good, proper payoff because no. of that stupid Halloween special. Like, mm-hmm. you might as well end it with the second season rather than add another, like, chapter in it that means nothing. Yeah, All it oh, did was, here's an hour of them going to a mysterious fucking island dealing with a completely different killer. Yeah, just asked more questions and didn't answer anything. Yeah. So it was... I said, oh, yeah, in the beginning, let's kill off Karen. What? Yeah. So I didn't think it worked in that aspect at all. I thought I thought the Halloween special sucked. Yeah, it did. I thought was, the camp killer thing. Like, and it was like you're just running away from what Scream is at this point. Like nothing about it's even Scream anymore. So I thought in closing, because I, I know we want to probably wrap up soon. I thought that this show had a lot of potential to start off with, and I thought it was kind of living up to the name of Scream, and some of the characters that they were building were okay. But then after Craven was gone, it was yeah. it was very intimate. The vision seemed to get lost pretty quick, and I thought there was bright spots in season two. There was a lot more in season one, but season two, to me, just totally shit the bed, and I did not, I did not like a lot of what I was seeing, and I was getting very bored. Uh, I've seen it like three times now, and I haven't really enjoyed any of my watches through it. Yeah, I mean, every time we do Scream Loneliness, aren't those the two series we skip? Yeah. The first season is a is a good watch and a fun ride, and I and I've I've gone back and watched that multiple times, but I always stop at the second season because I I find it stupid. I like I did not enjoy Stavo. I did not enjoy a lot of the stuff they brought in. I thought Brooks' character arc was cool, and that's about it. I, I a lot of others and Jake's kill. I thought mm-hmm. he he was cool, but Emma's character arc just continued to suck for me. 
she's got wimpier and wimpier and wimpier yeah. as the season went on. And it's like, oh my God, get this woman either a fucking tooth bag of tissues or knock me out. Yeah. So it really didn't it didn't work for me, but I thought this show it did have some good high points. And I thought, like my final thoughts on it, that I would give it uh, how many you know Ghostface Mass out of ten. I would give the first season seven. I give the second season five. I would give the second season a five point five because it tried. Yeah. It tried really hard. I mean, you even brought back her dad and stuff, so they tried really, really, really hard. But I think. With the passing of Mr. Craven and then putting such a rift in the writing and everything, I think that really fucked them over. Yeah, and it was stuff like that that didn't work to me because I think you're trying to explore and add like a lot of background to characters that aren't that interesting anyway. Yeah. So it really doesn't matter. I thought it was at its best when you have them as like kind of archetypes and you kill them off in cool different ways. Mm-hmm. I thought that was like the best the show was when it was really trying to deep dive and show you the whole history of like each person. I thought it was a little ridiculous. Yeah. But uh, yeah. What are your final thoughts on this show? Uh, my final thoughts would be, I mean, there's been talks of a third season. There's been talks of a third season for years now. Do I think we need it? No. With the movies being so big, I don't think we'll ever get it. I I don't think we'll ever get it with the movies being as big as they are. I mean, if they're going to do another slasher show under a different name with a different concept, I'd watch it. Oh, all day I'll watch it. I'd watch it. I watched the fuck out of Spring Queens. I thought that was great. I mean, that was stupid as all hell. That was slasher. The show was good too. Yeah, and it really was. It was a parody through and through. Yeah, but it did its job. It was a good movie. Yeah. Not a movie. It was it was a good series. Yes, it was. Second season, yeah, it laughed. But unfortunately, I mean, like Noah said in the beginning, these stories burn bright and they burn fast. They do. They're not really meant to go on for series after season after season after season after season. Exactly. You can get movies out of them because you can tell that story within that two-hour time frame. Yeah. And it can be bright and burnt. And it's like fun. It's like an adrenaline rush. But I don't think they're ever going to really revisit this for Scream because the highest you ever got was the first episode, and that's a million viewers compared to the new Scream movie that just made $140 million off a of 23 budget with Jigeno Ortega and you got an all-star cast. I think they're going to focus on building that and keep that going and maybe getting another one after this so they can have, like... An, oh, three, another, seven, thirty bucks. I think they're going to try to get maybe up to eight. Who knows what they're going to try to do? But I think it, it's working, what they're doing All there. I'm going to tell for Michael and Tyler, the people that are doing this shit, don't fuck it up. Yeah. But right now, you, it's a good I position. I will stop watching it. Yes. Right now, you're, you're in a good position. You kill Gail off, you'll be in better <laughs> in my book. But... Don't, for the love of God, fuck it up. And it could easily get fucked up with everything that's going on. Exactly. So please, 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 whatever little, whatever little tweaks you gotta make to it, doesn't come out till March. I saw the trailer. I don't know if Daniel did. Yeah. Please don't fuck it up. No. And who knows if they will or not? But I think screen fans have a lot to look forward when it comes to that. I think if you're just a fan of the TV series, you might be disappointed. I don't think you're gonna see. are district fans. <laughs> if you are, you're a moron. Holy if shit. you are, then you've never actually watched the season. 
Yeah. <laughs> not series, like the movies. That's why I meant yeah. to say. Like you never actually watched like the original nineteen ninety seven. Far better. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean the original is always gonna be better though. Exactly. But alright guys, keep checking out the TikTok. As all y'all know, I'm limited to only like four hours a night. Yes. So I will be trying to get out as many, many reviews as we can. Daniel and myself are just talking about it. Yes. I'm going to pull out some ones that we're actually going to probably going to be doing for the show, but we're going to test them out on TikTok first. We're going to uh, test out Godhood, Exorcism of Emily Rose, uh, Covenant, Wake, The yeah. Invisible. So we're going to we're gonna dabble on those, and if y'all like it, you let us know, and we're going to turn it into a show. Absolutely. Uh, all right, everybody. Pity fucking am. Hootie ho. Next week, we'll be doing the menu. Yes, we're doing the menu next week, and then we'll do the next part of this after.